0: I'm a heart that breaks for a dying city.
1: Stop cursing your future. <laughs> is not true. For all intents
2: and purposes, I am a woman. No
1: government,
3: no political system has ultimate supremacy. Jesus is king of kings and it's about time our nation returned in humble submission to his Lordship. You are not protecting women. You are authorizing
4: the destruction of 500,000 little women every year. Oh, but that's, I didn't start it, uh, uh, sir, sir. With all due respect, that's the argument of a five-year-old.
5: I didn't start it. Right when the spirit comes upon people, they go to war. They go to battle, and the enemies of God are driven back and they're slaughtered.
3: Welcome to Cross Politic, everyone. Thank you for joining us. That theme song has a new meaning. Hello, <laughs> doesn't it? Doesn't it? Oh, man. <laughs> you argue oh, like a five year old. Um, oh, man. Thank you for joining us, everyone. I am Gabriel Wrench, host of Cross Politic. To my right of me, I have Chuck Knox. What's up, man? And to the front of me, Pastor Toby. Her. Hello. Praise
0: the Lord, Pastor. Praise the Lord.
3: Good uh, to see please you check out our new website. He's going to forget we've, about we've, Seth. We've updated our new website. And I have to no, the left. No me. love for Seth. Yeah. Seth Bloomsburg. Did, did
0: his, he uh, get a microphone now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's on borrowed
6: time, bro. All right. All right. I think I have a trial membership. For yeah. this. There Just we go. go. <laughs> so t- tell who
0: Seth is. He's a part of Cross Politic.
3: Seth is uh, kind of our writer. He's going to be writing about um, books, reviewing some of our books that we're Book looking reviews. at. Yep. Book reviews. He's going to be blogging for us. And, uh, Other and also doing some interviews for us. So yes. we already have an interview that we've put together. Um, some of this stuff will be coming live eventually. We're trying to figure out how to work all this in. So yeah. what
0: you need to do is you need to go to crosspolitic.com.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, like the page. We've updated our website.
3: We've updated oh, our website. Oh, new website. website. Yes. We, yep. We've updated the feeds. Oh. There's a better look. It's better, easier to navigate. You can also please sign up on our email list. Yes. Yes. That's get the a big emails. one.
0: Yep. Uh, and if you have any questions or comments <laughs> uh go to crosspolitik so at gmail how, how many votes did we get?
3: That's what I was just about to ask. <laughs> uh, yeah. who for, won? For live. For, live. live. for going live? Yep. I, I we got I think enough. we we never got notes. If it's embarrassing We never got any notes. If
0: we got if it's embarrassing, don't tell us the number. Did we I not? Like did we,
5: we not get a dozen?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I I wanna say we got um at least ten, but I don't know if we got a dozen. <laughs> oh, no, the, we didn't the, get at least ten. Uh, no way. Yeah, yeah. Deal no, a dozen. The I deal should. was a dozen. Uh, the deal was, was, it was 12. a dozen. So,
5: you know No Facebook Live. Okay. Yes. All right. I, I say that we
3: We extend this we, another week. No, no, no.
5: What I was gonna <laughs> say is I'm gonna give it's da- an Electoral College. I wanna no, give David Oh no, stop. I want to give <laughs> David we're gonna give him a, a fair chance. Okay. So the vote has to start over now. The first ten don't count. We didn't get twelve. Okay. I'll give him a chance, right? But if you think that Cross Politic should be Facebook Live Friday afternoons. Right, right?
0: you want to spend, you want to steal time from your boss to watch Cross Politics. <laughs> don't, don't guilt trip these that, people. Well, I'm just telling. Hey, thou shall not steal. Just that, saying, that, uh, it's in the Bible, send, bro. You're send, a pastor. Send, Come on,
5: send your votes to crosspolitic at, at gmail.com. dot com or our Facebook. You can go on our Facebook or Facebook. Yep. And next time, Gabe is actually going to count the votes. I should tell Look, him. if up. you go
0: on my Facebook page and tell me, I'm going to act like that didn't happen. There, there so a- don't go to my there Facebook was, page. There was
5: a voter malfunction this We'd week. We never seen that before.
0: <laughs> Speaking of this week, are we going to have anything to talk about yeah, at all? Is there man. anything to
3: Yeah, we- so I think I think uh, <laughs> no. the big thing that happened on November 8th was <laughs> President Trump.
5: We got a new president.
3: President elect. President elect. Uh, and it's wow. not it's not confirmed until the electoral college in December. Which people need to know they American civics. Right. <laughs> I want to I actually um, uh, uh, contextualize a little bit of this conversation um, by starting here. A, a, about a month ago, I started gearing up for a Clinton um, administration. That's sure. A, a, I think uh, we all did. I think a lot of us were. Yep. I, I started thinking that way. I, part of it was because I was believing. Um, I think I was putting a little too much belief in the media, a little too much belief in the polls, um, like a, I think a you lot of people. You disbelieved white America. I was, That's I was, I was, the truth. I was affected by it. I really yeah, yeah, was. Yeah. I, I was. Now, Pastor Wilson, he maintained this whole time that Trump was going to get elected. I I was like, no, no. Even even the Tuesday before homolytics class, Tuesday, the Tuesday morning of the election, we were talking about that, and we were like, no, Doug's Doug's wrong. Um, so <laughs> after so that night, I remember sitting in bed, uh, my wife's asleep, and just watching the states and the votes tally. and, and pro- I think it's by about. Ten o'clock. It was pretty obvious what was going to happen. Yep, and um, and then I started thinking. I was like, Oh my gosh! I spent this last month thinking, preparing. Okay, how should the church respond to a Hillary uh, administration? And and now it's how should the church respond to a Trump administration? Um, I'm i I, I'm I'm just beginning to think that way. So, um, what are your guys' thoughts on that? I
0: think Ben Merkel summed it up best. He said, under a Hillary administration, the church was going to have to pray for courage. Right. We need courage to fight under a Trump administration. We need wisdom. Mm -hmm. Right. And think he's integrity and integrity. Absolutely. I think he summed it up great. I think that's exactly what we're looking at right now is we see. And there's a lot of people who didn't want to publicly say they were voting for Trump that are cheering right now. Sure. That are very excited about this, even though they were never Trumpers. (laughs) Right. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. and there's there's a sense the, the, the of culture relief. yeah there's or a sense and there's a sigh all of a sudden on facebook and twitter if that if you can use those things as a judge for the culture right. there was this christian oh mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i felt it go across I, I felt it reverberate and the other thing happened is that the other side there was an earthquake
3: yeah. mm-hmm.
0: right. and i've been watching this kind of flip upside down and i've been because of that i've asked a different question right. before i was saying if we get Hillary, that's, that's the worst thing. That's the worst thing we'd have. Yep. That kind of judgment, it's over. Yep. If we got Trump, I did agree in some sense with other people saying, hey, this is gonna slow it down a little bit to help us get our bearings. I well, don't feel that way well, anymore. Really? What do you mean? I don't I don't yeah. feel that way anymore. Yeah. I, I think that the people of God, when they get a wicked leader, there's something that happens inside of us that says repent. Mm-hmm. That says engage with repentance get out there and fight, right? Mm-hmm. When I saw the Christians exhale, I said, "Oh no. It's the other way around." Yeah. Because we did get Trump, we don't feel the need to be as engaged
5: towards repentance.
3: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And well, and so they kind of it's, it's kind of been like, "Uh, oh, I think that's
5: going, really I that's going to be a really big temptation." I agree with oh, you. There's going to be a really big temptation.
0: I think the temptation has always already befallen. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right I, now, everybody's thinking about it, like, who can we get in place? How can we do the how, how? How can we manipulate as much as possible? Who is going? Who's how- going to be Attorney General? Who's, who's going to be, be Secretary of State? They who's have forgot be- about the fact that this is still a judgment. Right. The, and si- no one's talking repentance
5: right now. Yeah. But the other side of this, though, I mean, I, I mean, I th- I think you're right. I think that's true. I think it's real. I think the other side of it, though, is that all the the left that have every- have, re- have reacted in such a way as to uh, they're the ones you know that are they're saying the world is falling apart, right? The left that's saying that. Um, they're uh, I think we've got to deal with them, yeah. And, and that's the other side of it is I think you know to the extent that you have friends and family and community who have uh, their world's coming apart. Oh yes, come uh, on the it, riots. It, yeah, it, it, I mean it's hard to it's hard to ignore. Yeah, and I think we still have to like face that. I mean, we have I mean and so. All, that sigh of relief. I don't know. Like, I guess I have a slight sigh of relief. Yeah. Um, but, you know, honestly, I've been really blown over by how deeply divided our country is. Mm hmm. That, like, that, that, I mean, yeah. we didn't. I mean, the only reason Trump won is because Hillary didn't get the, like, d- just d- the people that would have voted for Hillary just d- stayed home. Yeah. Yeah. It, it wasn't a land. I mean, it was kind of, it was like, it wasn't really a landslide victory for Trump. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, right, the, the, the electoral votes. Yeah, it's it's going to be up there, and he's going to have have won fair and square,
3: electorally. Electorally is it, a landslide, electorally. Yeah, but speaking. but
5: but in terms of the actual population, yeah, le- everybody did what they were supposed to do, except for the liberals. Yeah. Right. Everybody and, yeah, and their and their world's shattered. But that tells us though, though, is that uh, and and you are right. The conservative Christians might they're, they're to the extent that they're going to like just sigh and 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 say who okay we're we're okay. Yeah. Uh, but you know what, <laughs> like. We should have like Trump should have lost, mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm.
5: honestly, most most of America, um, if they I mean, if they actually voted, probably wouldn't have actually elected Trump. Um, and and that's and, and that tells you something about the divisions that exist in our country. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and and that's it's hard to be. I don't know. My point is, it's hard to be apathetic when your family and your friends and your neighbors and your community um, are in utter shock and dismay and think that the world has completely gone to to hell, yeah. Because Trump got elected. If if that makes you like, I don't know. Like, I mean, that, that that's 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 a problem. And that doesn't. You can't just sit there and and uh, you can't you can't sigh of relief over that. I, I, no, I but that's what they're doing. Right. <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> but, what's but, happening. It's only though if if they if they stay indoors. And stay in a bubble, people who are never
0: Trumpers are celebrating like, yes, we won, wait, right. what are you talking about? You were never a Trumper, right, but you didn't win, right you know now is now, if anything has happened, so now the Republicans have the House, they have the Senate, they have the presidency right all everything's in power, and this is I think of this is a time to say, look, the Republicans are not who you think they are, sure, you know if you i mean th- we've kind of been here before, yep, right. And 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 what did Bush do? He set the stage for Obama to spend more. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right?
3: Well, so the, so the last time the Republicans had both the House and the Senate was under Bush, his second two years, yeah, two thousand in two thousand one, right? Um, so he's he's elected in ninety eight, ninety nine, right? Right. right, and right. Then, and so second two years, and in as in his presidency, he had the House and the Senate. And what did he get passed? No child left behind. Yeah. Like what did he get passed? He, he they couldn't pass anything else but no child left behind. I mean, they passed other stuff. I think they did pass a little more restriction on abortion uh, during that time, but nothing significant. Yeah. Obama gets into office and what does he get passed? Oh my goodness. Significant legislation after legislation, earth shattering American uh, paradigm shifting America legislation. Yes.
0: So I I think that while we, while we're celebrating, like in one sense, I see the Christian evangelical side celebrating. I, I think it might be worse that we have Trump in one sense, than actually getting Hillary. If we got Hillary, we knew exactly what we had to do. Yeah. We knew exactly what our marching orders were, and it was to make some calluses on those kneecaps.
3: Yeah. Right? Yeah,
0: But it feels oh, I, like... I, but
3: th- it, I think that's an assumption still a little bit. Well, there. no,
0: I, everybody everybody knew that if we got Hillary, it was going to destroy the, 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 the nation. And Christians felt like that's the end of Christian liberty. Mm-hmm. Christian liberty has been compromised, and, and it's over. Right, so just, Christians are going to have to fight harder than they ever had to fight before in order for... Yeah. To have the Christian liberties.
5: Right, right. Right? Of course, all of us are going off of certain samples that we have in terms of our feeds. Yeah. <laughs> you know. so, so I see a lot of people that are still freaking out about Trump. Well, I, I yes, see, like, but I don't I, think the Christian evangelicals are freaking out about Trump. Well, they, yeah, but they, they voted for him. Yeah, it, <laughs> that's, but, but, but
0: before we knew that Trump was a problem still. Right. I, I guess the question, though, is, is who's like— But we're not treating him like he's a problem still. We're not treating him like we still need to repent. Well, I'm seeing a lot
5: of people who are. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like, there's a, there's a sample difference here. So I'm not. I'm not. And I don't, it's hard to know like what whose sample is actually represent- there are.
0: There are some Christian evangelicals out there that are saying, "Okay, um, you have lost the moral high ground because you voted for Trump."
3: Yeah. Right. Steve Dace Steve, on our show. Steve Dace, Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, but <laughs> you still got 81 percent of the evangelical vote that voted for Trump. hmm mm-hmm. Okay. So regardless of whatever ours, however we're polling this. That says something. But you also, but, but, uh, but Trump,
5: Trump is, I mean, I know there are some diehard, you know, we love Trump, rah rah rah. Yeah, I, I don't know, like we didn't he's think he's, we were going to get Trump. He's still Trump. Nobody thought, yeah, exactly. He's I agree with Trump. you. I agree and, with and you. So there's not a, I don't know. I mean, I, I get what you're saying. I was, I was sitting at uh, Bootsers yesterday, um, and uh, I was doing this weekly. Bible says, Which is our local coffee shop. Yeah, yeah. So drinking coffee outside, and this guy literally we have our Bibles in front of us. We're doing this you know, we're we're talking about the sermon coming up for the Sunday. And this guy, I don't know who he is, stranger, just walks up. I think he just saw our Bibles and he just looks at us with wide eyes and says, Praise God, Trump got elected and he keeps walking. <laughs> <laughs> and Sounds I, like somebody I know gay. Was he being sarcastic you know, or I mean, it look it, it it seemed like he was being totally, totally sincere. Okay. Like, you know, so you know. So there's there's people like that, yeah. Um, you know, and I and I think you know everything you're saying is totally fair, totally like in terms. I think
0: of, I think we're blindsided. I just think there's a, there's a blind side of us that doesn't feel like yeah. we need to repent in the same way as if Hillary Clinton got elected.
5: Yeah,
0: that's all I'm saying. All, right, that's I, I, all I, I'm trying I, to say.
5: Maybe, but yeah, I mean, but it, but I think it, Trump is a great. If God ever gave us an opportunity not to give in to that temptation, He gave it to us in somebody like Trump. Meaning that he's he's so he is yeah so divisive. so he's crass so, yeah so divisive uh-huh, yeah so him yeah that like everybody's like man if there's only way this is going to work out is if if you know if he has tons and tons of level headed handlers yeah yeah well and so and, so, so I get your Os point G-
0: yeah we, we have Oz Guinness con- yeah. coming up later who, who claims to have a, a connection to him and so he's not
5: how how he's been polarized right he's not yeah. he's not how people think he is right so. But if but if we're going to love our neighbors, yes, we have to recognize that a significant um, chunk, a significant portion of the American population is utterly crushed.
4: Right. Well, colleges across the country trying to console millennials having temper tantrums after Donald Trump's historic victory. They are canceling tests, giving out free hot chocolate, offering therapy dogs and free <laughs> passes
2: to skip class to those students who are just so upset.
5: Like you were saying, Thera- I just want to say therapy dogs. <laughs> <laughs> so therapy dogs. They're, they're, that's the earthquake. Why don't I have a therapy dog, you guys? <laughs> well, Because you're
0: not sad about the Trump win.
5: Yes, I am. <laughs>
0: well, then you know we can cr- we can cancel cross politics you, for you. Did if you, you want. notice <laughs> that I came in here with A and W today? You did not have on sackcloth and ashes.
5: I came in here eating French fries and drinking root beer. Yeah, because that's, I'm a I'm a stress eater. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a stress eater. <laughs> that is the first time you brought food to the studio. But there,
3: uh,
0: that's you know, that's that's well, my sackcloth well, and ashes. I well, hang
3: on, well, hang on here. Let me let me get into this. You got, um, I think, a lot of people on both sides voted because they didn't like the other person yes so there's a lot of that going on sure in this vote vote makeup sure 80 percent of evangelicals i guarantee a big chunk of them were like i am scared of hillary yes yep. yes and this is all this is my only other choice
0: look right. and, and let me talk to myself in one, in this okay. sense too i feel like in, you
5: know <laughs> i like it when david talks
0: to himself. I mean, let me Talk yeah. to myself real quick this is also can you address yourself uh, as david um, or chocolate listen, <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen Knox. mr chocolate um it's like part of this is like getting bit you're in a tent you're out camping somewhere and you wake up to a bite right and you look down at your leg from the bite and you see a dog and you see a rattlesnake and you get you rush get you just rush to the hospital and they tell you it's a dog bite what do you do (sighs)
3: Sure, yeah, yeah. (laughs) right you you
0: realize oh there's some relief there but it doesn't mean you don't treat the wound i get that but i think that but, well, well, it looked like Christians were going to put on sackcloth and ashes. It looks like they're like, oh, we don't need this anymore.
5: I, I, think, I think that I would change the analogy slightly and say, I, I, I agree. That's probably what a lot of people That's think. That's all I is. heard is you agree. Yeah, Okay. okay. <laughs> That's why This is the problem with America. We can't communicate. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't hear, I didn't hear anything you said. <laughs> you hurt my feelings. I just hear, I myself, agree. <laughs> I heard I agree. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a snowflake,
0: dude. Don't hurt me. And I'm no, a, now
5: oh. I'm a white supremacist, aren't I? Yes, you are. <laughs> I see you with a hood on right now. Um. <laughs> <laughs> the, the
3: this is getting challenging. <laughs> the thing about this is, I,
5: it's actually it's two snakes. You wake up and there's two snakes. One of them you know will kill you yeah. in 30 minutes. One of them you don't know how poison. Like, it's poisonous also. Well you yeah. just don't know. You don't know what no. kind of poison. Okay, snake so it the is. dog maybe has rabies or something. Okay, okay. yeah, you got to I mean. give it more danger.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. But but I think that's. But th- th- my whole point is that it. it I see that. I see so, that there is a such there's a relief to have with that. Sure. But that's not the relief that I'm talking about. I see a lot of sure my Christian friends. OK. And just Christians. I mean, yeah. you, you turn it on. Go to the Christian websites. I mean, people are relieved in a way that it's like taking off their sackcloth and ashes. And that's yeah. what it, that's what it feels like. That's what it's looking like. And I, I don't think that's I think now is the time, though, yeah. to do exactly the thing we would have done if Hillary Clinton was elected.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I, so Ben Zorn's my buddy Ben Zorn's. You might have seen this. Yes, he said that relief, that feeling of relief that you feel, which a lot I think a lot of evangelicals, a lot of our nation felt, uh, that relief that Hillary Clinton did not get the nomination, right. is not repentance. That's right, and I, I totally, I, I totally agree with that. I th-
5: well, I think one of the things that we can we can do to to test this is, and you guys we were talking about this a little bit. I think the night of or whatever it was, but um, you know why. Right now, the the real test is going to be things like: Are we going to defund Planned Parenthood? Yeah. Are we going to um, Are we going to repeal Obamacare? Are we going to do these things that have um, allowed the state to become this god um, and this idol? Now that now that there is a you know we have this professedly pro life Senate House and President, um, there should be no reason why. We don't do this. We don't we don't we don't get on this, you know, this yep. abortion thing I agree. and start I, start saving the babies.
0: I yeah. I um yeah. I I think, boy, I wish we had more time to talk about this, but maybe we can talk about this in the third segment a little bit, but yeah. I think our abortion issue is far more robust than the abortion issue. Wait, say that again? So, our I, I, our, our issue with abortion is far more robust than the issue with abortion. So we look at abortion we say we need to vote pro-life candidates. We right. need to vote pro-life candidates. Right but we need a candidate that is concerned about loving his neighbor. It's not just the abortion issue. If you're willing my my dad always said this and this, if you somebody's willing to steal from you, son, they're probably willing to kill you for it too. Okay? <laughs> yeah. And and so I think that a lot of times we're voted pro-life candidates, but they're all, but we're fine with the pro-life candidate that's he if he's okay with high taxation. <laughs> right? Sure. Yeah, the guy who doesn't think about godliness all the way across the board. Mm not just in pro-life. And that's why we've been so impotent in our pro-life fight is that we're looking for guys that are just claiming pro-life, but they don't, we're not looking at everything else they vote on. Right. How are they thinking about money? How are they thinking right. about loving your neighbor? How are they thinking about education?
5: Sure. Right? Uh, yeah, that's, that's true. I think at the same time, it's one of those things where I think you can also, we need to care about those things, but we also need to finish the play because I think a lot of times what we do is we just vote somebody in based on what they said on paper, and then we don't require yep. them yep. to finish the play. Yep. Follow yep. through. Actually yep. make it happen. And we need to be pressuring, put full court pressure yep. right now on these people and say, do what you said you're going to do. Yes, yep. That's right. When we come
0: back, Dr. Oz Guinness. We're off to see the Wizard guys next on Cross CrossPolitik. <laughs>
5: Canon Press is a publishing house located in Moscow, Idaho. At Canon Press, we create and provide products that sketch a vision of the whole life, a whole culture, a life full of beauty, tradition, education, community, laughter, and celebration unashamed of christ and sharply at odds with the values of modernity a mature culture with the church at the center living out the good life one family at a time we believe our book audio and visual selections reflect this exciting life that god has given us under the sun as the wisest man said go eat your bread with joy and drink your wine with a merry heart for god has already accepted your works canonpress.com
2: this is side timber with answer anyone apologetics people often ask for a methodology for defending their faith So I've come up with what I like to call the two move checkmate. Step one. No matter what objection they give that contradicts the Bible, tell them this. That's not what the Bible says. I don't believe Noah's ark was real. That's not what the Bible says. I don't believe that Jonah was in a big fish for three days. That's not what the Bible says. I don't believe that Jesus ever walked the earth. That's not what the Bible says. No matter their objection, that's not what the Bible says. What are they going to say? I don't believe your Bible, that dusty old book written by Bronze Age goat herders. Of course, to that, an appropriate response would be, so what? Instead, I give them step two. You don't believe my Bible? So you don't believe that it's true. Well, obviously, you believe in truth. So let me ask you this. Where do you get truth without God? Then you dismantle the absurdity of their response. Step one. That's not what the Bible says. Step two. Where do you get truth without God? For more apologetic answers visit www.proofthatgodexists.org.
0: Welcome back.
5: Welcome back to cross Politic. We are very grateful <laughs> Got you guys, I so know we did <laughs> it. Very, very grateful to have with us today uh, Oz Guinness, the author of Fool's Talk. Uh, Oz Guinness is the author or editor of more than 30 books, including a Free People's Suicide, The Global Public Square, and Renaissance. He's a frequent speaker and prominent social critic. He was founder of the Trinity Forum and has been visiting fellow at the Brookings Institution and a guest scholar at the Woodrow Wilson Center for International Studies. And it says here that he lives near Washington, D.C. Welcome, Dr. Guinness.
1: Thank you. Pleasure to be with you. Uh,
5: well, uh, how how's it, how's it going? Are you in Washington, D.C. currently?
1: I'm in Northern Virginia, a few miles from the center of the district.
5: Wow. So uh, you've been uh, near all this...
0: <laughs> all the fireworks. All <laughs> the cra-
5: crazy action this week. <laughs> well, uh, thank you so much for being on the show. We wanted to talk to you for a couple of minutes here about apologetics and evangelism really appreciated your book uh, fool's talk and just want to ask you just, just to start things off um what what is the central what's the central thesis i mean if somebody gets one thing from reading your book on the art of christian persuasion what is it that you would want them to come away with
1: Well, just the the urgency of persuasion today. In other words, the Christian consensus, the Jewish Christian consensus that characterized America in the 50s has very evidently collapsed. And Mm. in our modern world, incredible pluralism. As it said, everyone is now everywhere. So we've got to be able to make a case for the faith in a way that we haven't had to for the last 50 years. Mm. And you can see that apologetics is in bad shape in the church, it's become something for eggheads, it's been seriously oh, yeah. divorced from evangelism, and we need to recover the art of persuasion. Yeah. Now,
0: what, when you say that we've lost the art of Christian persuasion, what, what is this Christian persuasion that you're speaking of?
1: Well, put it like this, evangelism, sharing the good news of the gospel, is thoroughly appropriate when someone is open and interested and needy spiritually. Mm-hmm. But when they're not open, not interested, not needy, that's when you need apologetics, a skillful advocacy and an ability to persuade people to open them up so they can see the relevance of the gospel.
3: You talk a lot about in your book about unbelief, the unbelieving world and so forth. And I, I feel like there's um, a, one of the problems that we're experiencing in evangelism is unbelief in the church. Um, what are your thoughts on that?
1: Well, you're exactly right. There's a softness in evangelicalism. There's a syncretism, the idea that the gospel isn't relevant and that if we reached out to all sorts of modern ideas. words, There's a crisis of confidence in the church itself, and yeah. this is part of our problem. Now, look at it in a bigger way. The church is exploding around the world, but not in the West. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you look at the West itself in, say, Europe or Canada, Australia, New Zealand – the church is mostly a minority in, in, in various countries. But in this country, the scandal is the church is a huge majority, huh. but culturally not influential. Man. And what you're saying is a key part of that. Christians, there's a crisis of authority and a crisis, a loss of confidence uh, within the church itself about the security and the integrity of the gospel.
5: In uh, On page 74 in your book, you quote Niebuhr, who said— Humor is, in fact, a prelude to faith, and laughter is the beginning of prayer. What, what does that mean, and, and, how, and how, what do you mean by that?
1: Well, if you look at the dynamics of the cross and the incarnation and the resurrection, it's actually incredibly close to the dynamics of comedy. Hmm. In other words, people think the cross is a tragedy. No, it isn't. A Shakespearean tragedy or a Greek tragedy ends with bodies all over the stage, <laughs> In other words, death and mayhem. Yeah. And the only positive thing you're left with is a sense of pity and the hope you don't have the same fate that these people did. <laughs> right. But that's not the cross. I right, mean, the right. cross, deep suffering, but the resurrection, almost like a cosmic jack-in-the-box. And you can see the dynamics <laughs> of the cross are much closer to comedy than they are to tragedy. How, how then do you
5: think what should that mean then for a, a Christian witness in the world? If if the cross and the resurrection is comedy, how does that affect then the art of persuasion?
1: Well, I didn't say it was comedy because that was sad. It means comic, but it means that no situation is ever final. In other words, you look at Saturday afternoon uh, after the cross, everything's bleak and finality everywhere. And then the resurrection, Sunday morning. And that's true of every situation. No situation is so bleak that is final for a Christian. God is sovereign, mm. and God has the last word and the last love.
2: Mm.
0: So, Oz, here we are right now. We got you just for a few more seconds. and I just really want to get – we just had – I don't know if you heard this, but we had an election recently.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and so right now – We it, even know about it in Idaho.
0: Right. Right, and right <laughs> now, there are a lot of people out there, a lot of Christians – who are needing to reach out to a group of people who seem like they've lost a lot of hope. And one of the things they need is some good rhetoric or some good marching orders. What, what is a good place for us to have good Christian persuasion with, this, with these people who feel like they've lost all hope?
1: Well, it, it depends exactly who you mean in that. I'm not quite sure who you mean. But <laughs> as I see it, you know, the, the Trump insurgency is God's wrecking ball stopping America in its tracks and challenging the nation to rethink America was in danger of going badly off course. Mm. There are styles of freedom that would have actually undermined freedom altogether. Now, we've got to have such a strong sense of the gospel and all that Jesus gives us that we can really be seen as champions of human dignity, of compassion, of justice, of freedom, of equality, and things like this, and to move out with confidence again. It's a wonderful time if we seize it and understand it.
5: For people who, who see Trump, though, as the symbol of uh, racism or hatred or inequality or tyranny or these kind of things, how might you suggest Christians reach out to those kinds of people who feel like America has gone, you know, it's, everything's gone dark because Trump has been elected?
1: Well, his rhetoric and his temperament and his character have often been appalling. The few people I know who know him well say that's not actually him. That was part of his rhetoric in the campaign. Now, the test will be, will he keep many of his better promises? Will people like Mike Pence, Paul Ryan, and people who are real people of faith, will they now come through restraining him and keeping him on track? It's not impossible. Now, you've got to say some of the alternatives were equally dark for America. Mm. And that's why I think it's a massive time to rethink
5: Hey, thanks so much for your time. We really appreciate it.
3: Thank you all. You're most,
1: you're most welcome. You're of The of of the
0: wonderful We're to see the wizard, the wonderful Wizard of
1: Oz.
4: For 21 years and counting, New St. Andrews College has sought to obey Christ's great commission to disciple nations and build him a house, not just in Jerusalem, but throughout the world, not with stones and mortar, but with living stones. We build and fight. This is the task of a Christian Liberal Arts College, to equip students with the tools to build and fight. And this is our joyful task as we seek to graduate leaders who shape culture through wise and victorious living. To learn more, check us out online at nsa.edu forward slash explore.
5: Canon Press is a publishing house located in Moscow, Idaho. At Canon Press, we create and provide products that sketch a vision of the whole life, a whole culture, a life full of beauty, tradition, education, community, laughter, and celebration unashamed of christ and sharply at odds with the values of modernity a mature culture with the church at the center living out the good life one family at a time we believe our book audio and visual selections reflect this exciting life that god has given us under the sun as the wisest man said go eat your bread with joy and drink your wine with a merry heart for god has already accepted your works canonpress.com
2: this is side timber and kate with answer anyone apologetics people often ask for a methodology for defending their faith So I've come up with what I like to call the two-move checkmate. Step one. No matter what objection they give that contradicts the Bible, tell them this. That's not what the Bible says. I don't believe Noah's ark was real. That's not what the Bible says. I don't believe that Jonah was in a big fish for three days. That's not what the Bible says. I don't believe that Jesus ever walked the earth. That's not what the Bible says. No matter their objection, that's not what the Bible says. What are they gonna say? I don't believe your Bible, that dusty old book written by Bronze Age goat herders. Of course, to that an appropriate response would be, so what? Instead, I give them step two. You don't believe my Bible? So you don't believe that it's true. Well, obviously you believe in truth. So let me ask you this. Where do you get truth without God? Then you dismantle the absurdity of their response. Step one. That's not what the Bible says. Step two. Where do you get truth without God? For more apologetic answers visit www.proofthatgodexists.org.
5: Welcome back to Cross Politic. I'm crazy, right? You are crazy. Off off the wall. Uh, uh we we just came back from seeing the wizard, <laughs> the, wonderful, the wonderful wizard Oz Guinness, a brilliant man, Doctor yeah. Guinness. Yeah, a uh, fool's talk. You can find it on Amazon and probably anywhere else. Yeah, we'll have
3: a link. We'll have a
0: link. Um,
5: grab it. It's really good. A uh, link lo- at Cross Yeah, maybe at least at our website. email.
3: And if they sign up on our email hey, list, t- they'll get a link. You too. should tweet it too. Yeah, share it
5: what's, share what's the Twitter yeah, address? That's a great idea. Uh, uh, it's crosspolitic Atlantic. Yeah, that's it. At, 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 at cross-politic. Cross-pol- Okay. So confusing where to put that. You can follow it. You know. We've... So, is, is, is Chocolate Knox crazy? like well, he... that's given. I know. Um, that was know. the question. So, so we need, we're going we're gonna to come back. We want to sum up our conversation with Dr. Guinness. We're going to get back to there and talking about how to, how to talk to our people. How do I talk to our neighbors? How do I talk to fellow Christians and so on? Um, how, to, how to recover the art of Christian persuasion. But I want to back up to where we left off before the interview um, with Dr. Guinness. And... Um, we're going to need a lot of persuasion. Yeah. A lot of Christian persuasion. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, so, so what do you mean by asking the question, am I crazy? I can't be the only one seeing this. Right. The, I can't the, be. The, the Christians the, are I, yes. relieved. They're, they're relieved and now they're not going to engage. Or, the, or
3: they're not as they concerned engage. about repentance.
5: They're engaging as if they were the ones who
0: were behind Trump the whole time. Right. They're engaging as if we won, guys. You know, <laughs> they're they're engaged as if they've been pushing Trump on their pages the whole time, and okay. they haven't been. Okay, or pushing Trump publicly, right? And and so all of a sudden, what we realize is that eighty one percent of evangelicals, Christian evangelicals, actually voted for Trump, regardless of whether or not they did it with, um, a, to vote against Hillary or to actually vote for Trump. They actually pulled the lever.
3: Right.
5: So they were looking to win. Gabriel, uh, um, I'm sorry, you're not Gabriel. David, Chalk, Gabriel, Gabriel. Mm. Chalk. Sorry, I'm just just new to
0: this. You just ignore my blackness. (laughs) Uh,
1: You guys are- It's okay. He doesn't see race.
0: (laughs) And that's his (laughs) problem. I'm colorblind. colorblind. (laughs) I don't
5: need you that way, brother. See me. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot what I was going to say. I had something really good to say in the camera for (laughs) a while.
6: Could I jump in for
0: you? Of course a not, Seth. Oh, Seth! Yeah. Okay. <laughs> do it, brother. Well, <laughs> well, I, do, I
6: do really like Toby's idea.
0: Is that, that, okay, Seth, this is a is microphone. You gotta, okay. you gotta you and, get and your you, mouth and you right into it. you use your mouth it. And and you put it. Okay. There yeah, you go. See? Much better. See how yeah. that works there? Okay. There we go. That's good.
6: Okay. Well, I do like Toby's... Uh, I think Toby's right when he says, okay, we shouldn't be overly relieved. Let's make a full court press on everybody. Um, one problem that I see, or one question I would have is, for those of us who really want to, to do that, like, OK, give us tell us what to do. Like, you know, um, when you guys were talking with uh, Joel McDermott the other week, he talked about acting locally. Yeah, um, yeah. So one thing just as an example, one thing I did about a year ago is I read through the Idaho Constitution voluntarily. Cover to cover. I don't believe that. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, somebody had a gun. No, man. <laughs> um, because, you know, I'm I'm willing to you know, read what need, what I need to, to know about, uh, you know, local politics and all that. What else can we be like? What specifically can we be doing as far as? Yeah, let's make a full court press. Tell us how to do it. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah, well,
5: I think you're absolutely. I mean, we need to build those relationships. So now there's going to be people taking Mm -hmm. taking office now. Um, that we just voted for, we you know, locally here in Lehigh County, we or re- we didn't vote for, and you still need. Oh, to, sure, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Right. But I meant we, as in like you know, the community. Okay. we yeah. have elected new leaders in various positions of authority around us: city council, you know, fire chief, whatever, uh, county commissioners, uh, prosecuting attorneys, uh, judges, representatives, and so on. We need to be reaching out to those people. Actually, I was in uh, in the breakfast club, local breakfast place, yesterday morning with the elders uh, at Trinity. Got up and uh, um.
3: Uh, the at the
5: breakfast club at, at the breakfast club there's this uh, Nilson Troy What's yeah her? yeah Carolyn, yeah. Carolyn yeah. She, was Troy. S- she was in yep. the booth right next to us so, oh, nice. so you know Chris went um, one of my elders just went right up and she knew her and said hey congratulations um, you she know, won our fifth district she, she uh, won, A I believe yeah um, or B and um, that was if you guys remember our conversation with Ken DeVries yep. uh, mm. she's the Republican that he was running as an independent to kind of you right. know try to, to split that vote to try mm-hmm. to yeah to say to the republicans yep. hey we want somebody more conservative yes. we want somebody more whatever um and um and so but she's our new representative for this district that's who god gave us and that's who god gave us and right. so we need to reach out to her yep. Yep. we need to pray for her we need Amen. to um you know write her if there's things that concern us yep. that are coming up um we we ought to share those with her we ought to engage uh, she's someone who lives locally and and we ought to. Um, she ought to be our neighbor. We ought to reach out to her. And in, wherever you're listening, there are people like that in your town that you can know, you can meet, you can get coffee with them, you can get lunch with them, you can pray for them, you can care about them, you can become their friend. And as there are challenging and difficult things that come up on the docket that they're facing, you can, you can, you can bring to bear um, the word of God. Yeah. yeah, you can say, "Hey, I'm a Christian, whether they're a Christian or not," and say, "These are the things that concern me. Here's why." Um, would you please consider these things? Um, that matters. It really does. And so I would st- say start there okay. locally. Um, but I think then there's, there's, there's bigger state and then federal things that um, Christians need to just, we need to take this opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yep. We need to say, okay, God's given us this opportunity. We need to take this momentum and we, went, we need to push hard. Mm-hmm. Um, that All that momentum that we was building from um, the, the Planned Parenthood um, videos yeah the right. da- david right. uh, yep. dowden D- mm-hmm. stuff i mean that should be resurrected now, now. yes that's right now yes. I, I, we should be seeing hashtag defund planned parenthood Get all going. over Get we going. want that trending on twitter yep. um end abortion now whatever it is mm-hmm. yes. um this is the pro-life generation now right. Yes. Um and it should be we should be building momentum going into january what What's the what's the date of, January twentieth? Is, is it right? is, is the 17th? inauguration inaugural ceremony. Okay, somebody needs to find out what the date is. <laughs> and, first first thing needs to happen. And, and then and and then we need to starting now, we need to start building momentum saying going into this presidency, going into this new House of Representatives and Senate, and we're gonna have Supreme Court um, selection. You know, there's gonna right. be at least Scalia's replacement, if not yep. more, very yep. soon. And we should be we should be we should be pushing. Yes, prayerfully pushing, not sitting on our laurels, yep. not not re- not relief in the sense of now we don't need to do anything. But we need to say, no. Oh, my goodness. God's given us a moment where maybe we can make some progress on these things. Let's, let's show them
3: that we mean it. Now, let me interrupt here. Would, would that be the same charge that you'd be giving if Hillary had a, if Hillary won? Why would you be giving, and, and if it's not, why would you be giving, be giving a different
5: charge? Well, well, repentance, David's been using the word repent, chocolate knocks. He's been giving the, the I'm sorry. It's okay. Um, uh, um, repentance. Repentance is not only a change of mind, but a change of, action, a change right. of path, a, ch- a change yeah. of action, right? Yeah. You yeah. change your mind, you agree with God, that's a, that's a confession. Uh-huh. Repentance is turning. Uh-huh. Stop doing what you used to be doing.
3: And, right. and go do.
5: Right, and go do. Now, in the case of Hillary, we would know that there would be massive... Obstructions to repenting in certain actions, mm-hmm. but I would say you would—I would say actually a lot of the same things we ought to be saying. Yeah, we we ought to be still saying defund Planned Parenthood, end abortion in America, yep. right. um, repeal the 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 crazy um
3: Obamacare,
5: uh, Obamacare re- yeah. repeal and, and and reject the the Supreme Court decision on um Ober- Obergefell and, yeah. and same sex marriage. Right. We need to repent of those things, and repentance means saying that was wrong and end it. Yeah. Stop it. Yeah. Um, and, and so I would say we would be saying the same things, trying to spread the same word. But um, because of a Hillary administration, you know that a lot of those actions, you'd be just coming up against a certain kind of brick wall. Right. Yeah. And, but but that's, not, that's not our problem. Repentance is still saying we want to do this if God will let us do it. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and I think in this, at this moment, God's saying, it seems like God's saying, okay, you, really? Yeah. You want to do it? Yeah, really? he's calling our, he's,
0: so, yeah, calling our bluff in so, the one sense. So yeah.
5: do it. Yeah, and uh-huh. and we don't know. I mean, maybe Trump will, is is just a big scam. But to the extent that he's promised to do these things, mm-hmm. we ought to say, "No, Lord, we really meant it. Yeah. We yeah. really meant yeah. it. We will yeah. repent. We will turn back to you. We will end these things that are evil and vile and wicked in your sight."
3: Yeah. Well, and, and one of the one of the things that Trump has put forward. So he, you know, like every president, they say, "I'm going to do." in my first hundred days of office, I'm going to do this. Right. And one of the things he said is, "I'm going to appoint a Supreme Court, a conservative Supreme Court justice." Yeah. And so there's. There's a down payment, yeah. at least from Trump saying, "I'm gonna. We have an opportunity here yeah. to do something about abortion. If we have, we're gonna have a whole. We're gonna have a conservative Republican House and Senate, first time in what 12 years since Bush mm-hmm. that we're gonna be able to do this. And so, we we need to do. I, I like what the guys over at Paul G Radio. They were texting us. The oh first, yeah, the first, as soon as it happened. As soon as it happened, they were texting us and saying, "Hey guys, we need to put a full court press on." To end abortion, to not let off this this lever, to not let off the gas pedal, and keep pushing because we have an opportunity here.
0: Yeah, that's actually what made me think a little bit like this was because
3: well, strategic and kind of positively. W- w- yes, thinking because
0: I, again, I, one of my brothers on Facebook made the great comment that I didn't. I've been voting for pro life candidates my yeah. whole life, and I have not yet seen them institute anything to save a life. Mm. Okay. Right. And I didn't and I didn't see, although they
3: would argue the pro-life movement would be like, no, we've been doing all kinds of passing all kinds of legislation, yeah, yeah, 20, 20 yeah. week compromise and yeah.
0: incrementalism isn't working. Right, right. And he's like, I didn't see one life saved until I went down there and started preaching the gospel in front of the abortion clinics. Mm. And that's when I saw God working right. when I was down there working. So right. I, I think that so I think there's one thing is that Christians have ability to get comfortable when it seems like our guy is in there. He's going to handle this. Right.
5: But Trump's not our guy.
0: But that's so, how they're acting.
5: Right. But let's say it. That, yeah.
0: That, Trump, Trump's not our guy. He's not our guy. Absolutely. God, I agree God, with you. God,
5: God can use him. Uh, yes. We, and we can we can be grateful that yeah. he's saying these things that he's going to work with us. We and need to be Daniel. But but yeah, absolutely. We mm-hmm.
0: need to be the one that's like, no, I'm sorry. I'm not going to.
3: Right.
5: I'm not going to n- compromise. I'm
0: not going to compromise. I'm not going to pretty your God. Right. And we need to be, you know, that's 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 how we need to be. And so, whoever's getting elected inside of which office, um, we we need to be prayerful for them,
3: you know. So here's 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 you know what? where I think the positive side of the relief is at. Remember our, our interview with Alveda King? Yeah, she yeah. said that a a president can appoint up to like seven thousand positions and build that wall and build that wall. <laughs> but seven thousand positions now. Now, a conservative, a Republican Party, you know, not knowing where Trump is going to do, actually end up sh- how this is all going to shake out. So
0: far, it's look like he's he's pretty serious about who he's appointing. Yeah. He well, he said
3: appoint. he said he's going to appoint one of the twenty judges from his list. Yeah. To be Supreme Court, and he's got a list out there, and they're all conservative. They're all pretty good, as far as I know. Um, but okay. there's there's seven thousand positions. And generally speaking, he's going to. Re- we want point. him to
5: kill about like six thousand <laughs> yeah. of them. Yeah. Well. <laughs> well, that's that's see, that's <laughs> no, what I'm talking about. Is.
0: You're right. We want a smaller government. Delete. Right? Delete. Uh, delete. Exactly. <laughs> we we don't want. See, this is where I think Ron Paul. Like, people say you're crazy. Yeah. It's because we don't want him to say we're only going to do good with the bad. Right. So, we 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 don't yeah. want him to say, hey, you know what? We shouldn't even have those uh, six thousand of those. We right. shouldn't yeah. even be making decisions on these issues. On a, we're controlling the local level from the presidential um, Oval Office. That's what we don't want. We, so again, all we're assume, doing is arguing the opposite of, of liberals.
3: Assume we believe Trump, which I don't, but he did write this down. Uh, he, 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 <laughs> he put it he, on he, the he internet. He put it on paper. He put it on the internets. Um, he, well, again, back to his first 100 days in office, he says, I'm going to propose a constitutional amendment to um, impose term limits on members of Congress. He said, I'm going to uh, do a hiring freeze on all federal employees to reduce federal workforce through yep. attrition. He said, I'm going to require for every new federal regulation, two existing regulations will be eliminated. So for every one new federal reg- regulation, two existing are going to be eliminated.
5: Somebody out there, somebody like Seth, there you go. needs Uh-oh. to start tracking this Yes, uh-huh. <laughs> and tell us if he's doing it. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Every new right. federal regulation, he's going to delete You know two? what? Let's just delete make up the thing. Let's do it right
0: now. Seth, that's your job. from now on, <laughs> that's your job. That's my we're going you to have <laughs> you give updates. Yeah. give us a Trump we're update. We're going to have you come in once a month, maybe, and say, hey, Seth, where are we at right now with uh, Trump's 100 days in office?
3: Is he doing so what it, he said so, it, he's going to do? It gets better. And, he, and then mm-hmm. he says, a five-year ban on all White House and congressional officials from becoming lobbyists. So if you work for the government and then you leave, you cannot be a lobbyist for five years. Right to get rid of the
5: like good old boy system where like, lifetime
3: ban on white house officials lobbying so white house officials oh. lifetime ban complete ban on foreign lobbyists raising money for american elections mm. no <laughs> foreign lobbyists all right um, anything and- about
0: deporting mexicans or um, sending black folks <laughs> um, back to africa <laughs> let me, or anything? let me see if that's in his first 100 days that.
3: that's on his 101st that. day oh, okay <laughs> I'm looking. You guys talk. Talk, <laughs> talk amongst so,
6: yourselves.
0: Yeah. Well, because I'm I'm, saying, bring this... I, I'm joking, but I'm being serious. Right now, yeah. there is a lot of people that are hit. They're, ahead, they're terrified.
6: Well, I, yeah. This is something I've talked with a lot of people about, and I haven't read everything Trump has said on this sort of thing. But as far as I can tell, he's not. He's not saying I want to get rid of foreigners. He's saying he wants. He wants people to get rid of non-citizens. What he wants, of course, is, what he wants is if somebody shows up in in America and they want to live here. Apply for citizenship relief. Mm-hmm. But everyone's interpreting it as a racist statement of, oh, he doesn't want foreigners. No, yeah. foreigners are fine as long as they get dual. You know, if you want to have citizenship in your home country, that's fine. Get a dual citizenship. I mean, I, I know a handful of people who have dual citizenship.
5: So I think this goes back to some of your blog. Yeah, so I was going to say, I was going to say, this is a, a little bit of a segue that way. I think there's a big thing here going on with interpreting, interpretation yeah, yep, and, yep. and the ability to communicate. Yeah, and uh, so this this great line uh, from Peter Thiel, um, the the um, he was the co-founder of PayPal. PayPal, or Paypal. Yep. yeah, it and launched, he
3: spoke at the Republican convention yeah. when Trump yeah, he's was nominated. Big big, mm-hmm. big fan of Trump all along, but
5: it, I think he made a really fair point, really good point about um, how people understand Trump, and said that the, the media took Trump literally and not seriously.
6: Oh yeah,
5: but um, but Trump's followers took him seriously and not literally mm-hmm. hmm. because what's happening is so, so he says things about you know foreigners coming into the country or getting rid of uh, stop Ill- and search illegal immigrants <laughs> or yeah. whatever all this kind of stuff and stop and frisk the, but, yeah. the, but the thing is is so all the, the liberals and the media take him literally mm-hmm. yeah and freak out and or laugh and for a while they've been laughing but now suddenly the joke has become a, a horrific reality. So let me translate. <laughs> yeah. So basically, the way
0: black folks will look at Kanye West, that's how white people are looking at Trump, or, or say his, his
3: constituents are. <laughs> I don't know. So we, I don't so know we, know we what look you're at Kanye about. West, yeah. and we're
0: like, oh, that's cute, Kanye. That's, that's, right. outside, of,
3: that's outside of Toby's cultural.
0: Uh... <laughs> we see Kanye, we're like, oh,
3: no, we know what he no. means. He's wanting like, to run for do. president, but, too.
5: <laughs> but in, well, I don't know if this is what you're getting at, but I, I went at, I mean, I, I did a quick search on, uh, on Jay Z. Oh, yeah. And, and, J- and just, you know, with I don't know anything about Jay-Z, but I found, a, I found mm. lyrics. That there's a, some song uh, called, oh, man, I already forgot it. Something with cashmere in it. Oh, yeah. Uh, and um, it's in the first uh, paragraph, um, way worse than anything Trump's ever been recorded yeah. saying. Yeah. And, and the same point. Do we take Jay-Z seriously and literally? I was going to talk to you about this because, I, man, there's so much to talk about. But
0: this I thought was interesting because I don't know if you can make the side-by-side comparison. And here's why.
5: But uh, my point has not to do with, I know Jay-Z is not running for president. That's not my point. My point is about interpretation and communication. Well, I think it's translation is your point. Yes,
0: yes. And so I don't think you would take translation with Jay-Z in the same context you would take with Trump because Jay-Z is being poetic. I got it. Right, I agree. Okay, I so, agree. But what I'm
5: saying though is, is if we're going interpret- to horrible
0: poetry, granted, but, yes. Yes. but if we're
5: going gonna- <laughs> to interpret Trump, yeah, then we need to, we need to understand Trump's his- not being poetic. We, no, but he's coming from a context. Yes, he's coming from a cultural context, and all of us want to be understood in a in a in a charitable cultural context. In the in the blog post, I, I reference my grandpa. So help me with stop and frisk. I love my grandpa. <laughs> My grandpa is, is from Louisiana, South Texas, spent a number of years on oil yeah. rigs in Alaska, ne- didn't graduate junior high, um, enlisted in the Marines when he was 14. My kind of man. He, wow. he <laughs> was wounded in World War II in the, in the South Pacific, um, pulled himself up by his own bootstraps, is a, is a man's man, is rough around the edges, don't give a damn. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But American is, made. But you know what? <laughs> but you know what? Has a heart of gold. Yeah. Heart of gold. Not a hater. Not a bigot. Now, if you actually tape-recorded everything he said and you put it on the internet, he'd be called a hater and a bigot. You're cheating. You can't do this. I can't talk about your grandpa now. I know. So you set me up. That's good
0: rhetoric. This is the (laughs) art of persuasion. (laughs) Yes.
5: Oz Guinness. Chocolate uh, Knox is like tearing up over there. I'm sitting here like, man, I like his grandpa. (laughs) He's a good man. But my point, though, is is that- Okay, I'll
0: stop and frisk for him.
5: (laughs) (laughs) My point, though, is that I think- now. Does that mean that everything that Trump says gets a pass? No, that's not what I mean. But I mean, though, is though that we have to we have to recognize that there is a there's an interpretive communication thing going on where our cultures are so at odds and so different we don't know what one another means anymore. And and if and if I hear something that Jay Z says and it freaks me out and I'm terrified of, right? That's understandable. And you say no, no, no. Here's here's the deal. It's poetic and so on. But that's because we have Jesus. Right. We have the Holy Spirit binding us together, and I love you, and I trust you. And other brothers and sisters, no matter their backgrounds, I know they know Jesus. I know that we're headed in the same direction. Jesus can break through these divides. Yep. But apart from Jesus, apart from the cross, these divides are going to keep getting worse and worse, and we're going to look at each other in fear.
3: Okay. So that, that, no, that, brings, we're, up, that brings up the Aniwailu. That was good. Just g- right? a <laughs> oh, <saw> tweet. <laughs> right? So the yeah. BD this week, oh. this past week, he tweets, good work, evangelicals. Eighty percent of you basically uh, white evangel white you, white is, evangelicals yeah. basically kind of um, casting a dark cloud over evangelicals for voting in Trump and saying you basically just voted in a racist or right. or someone who at minimum is not going to do good things for the black culture
5: right and, and I think it's a classic classic example of the very thing i 'm saying is mm-hmm. I, I think yeah that that it's It's an interpretive, um, there's an interpretive grid there. I don't think, uh, and and, I can't say his name, Tabiti. Tabiti. Tabiti is, I don't think Tabiti is being disingenuous. I don't think he means uh, in a hateful way or anything. I think he's just telling us, speaking his heart. But I don't, I think he can't hear and see what a lot of other Christians are hearing and seeing.
0: And his context might be a little different. Now, I don't know, but his context is is a little different. Because let me tell you, you're right, Pastor Toby, there is a, Huge divide in what people are hearing. Yeah, when I remember that the debate, I think it was the second debate, when Trump said stop and frisk. Yeah, and they said, I'm sorry, that was that was actually was found to be unconstitutional. So we stopped that, and he kept on pushing for the idea.
3: Right, right. Mm
0: -hmm. Like that sent chills down everybody in my neighborhood. Right. Because stop and frisk has put more of us in jail for no reason. Right.
3: Yeah.
0: You know, and and so that's 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 like if, if the presidency. If the president is saying no, we got to figure out how to make sure cops get a chance to stop and frisk in the neighborhoods that they feel threatened at. Then that means there's a lot of us that are going to go away for no reason.
6: Well, let me. Can I jump in for? Yeah, sure. That goes back to localism. One of the things that I uh, learned, um, and maybe I should have known this earlier, but uh, you know, asserting in police encounters and asserting your Fourth and Fifth Amendment rights, you really do have the right to tell a police officer, (laughs) "You may not search me."
0: yeah i'm sorry i'm sorry you can say that uh, yeah
6: right well, I've, yeah. I've told cops that before yeah, oh, yeah absolutely yeah
0: that yeah. sounds great. but you're white sorry. and they stop yeah no yeah. I, okay <laughs> maybe maybe i'm white but and, you know <laughs> maybe. I'm, I'm sorry to maybe on this white. one, but um <laughs> that doesn't work for me let's let's here's
6: the thing is it, maybe they will still search you but you, oh. can, you can you can you can appeal it You you can <laughs> not if you're dead right i'm sorry
0: it it doesn't work this is what people i don't think a lot of people understand as soon as i start saying sir you do not have the right to search me that i get arrested and get brought up on charges for resisting arrest against an officer right okay so the story isn't the same for me Right. i don't get that luxury
6: let let me give you some pushback i was i was uh pulled over by a cop uh driving through uh i was in washington Uh, oh colfax i was in colfax um, and I always carry my gun with me mm-hmm. and uh, he, I think I was speeding or something. And uh, I, he asked me, you know, do you have a weapon on you? And I know in Idaho that I don't have to tell him. So I, and as quickly as possible, when I encounter a cop, I say, I'm not answering any questions, officer, you know, politely, not rudely, but I, I don't answer their questions. Must be nice. <laughs> <laughs> and so I um, so I uh, he asked me, I, I didn't know if I had to tell him. So I, I told him, yes, I have a firearm on me. And he said, is it uh, stolen or unregistered? And I said, officer, I don't want to answer any further questions. Now, I'm just curious. What do you think happened?
3: Well, you're I think
0: white. He, I, I, think he got, I don't <laughs> think you ne- got arrested. The ne- to, to
6: almost anybody watching that, that looks really suspicious, right? It, 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 it all, all of a sudden. It depends
0: on how he profiled you.
5: Okay. It depends on how he profiled uh, you. I, I, I think – <laughs> I, I do think there's something different going on here, though. I, I think that's I mean, there, there's communities and neighbors and, and look, I mean, there's, I, there's different places. But I, I think I think David's still just pointing out the fact that there's
0: I, my, my look. And I know we have to go. But let me just say oh. this. I have a friend of mine. We were traveling. He was taking me to work in the morning. I was in the past. You guys have probably heard the story. I was in the passenger seat. We got pulled over because he had a headlight that wasn't operating. Mm-hmm. When the officer got to the vehicle, the officer said license and registration, please. And my friend took his license and registration and put it to the window so the officer can grab. It. And the officer said, license and registration, please. And now, look, I'm in the passenger seat like oh, I'm going to work, have my head laying back. I knew he wasn't talking to me. He said it a third time. And I'm like, he's not talking to me. And my friend said, officer, I'm the one driving. Why do you need his license? He said, I asked for license and registration. I was like, I wasn't even driving. He was the one driving. His right hand went to his gun clipped the little clip on his, on this gun and said, license and registration. My white friend, he was white next to me. He flipped out. And I said, dude, calm down. I'm going to get my license. And I coaxed the officer, officer, I'm going to reach into my back pocket where the license is. going will yeah. grab that out for you slowly. And I'm going to hand it to you. my white friend said, don't you do a thing? He said, don't, don't give it to him. I was like, I want to go home. Mm. I want to go home. Yeah. I was a threat. Just because I was asserting the fact that right. You're so, so driving, that's not, driving, that's one, that's one of many stories that I can give you. Not I even, was in the past Not even seat. driving, riding, I wasn't even driving. Riding I was, while black. So when you start talking about stop and frisking with other people here, they're here a different narrative. Right. And so
5: our, our and rhetoric. That, and that's my point. Yes. That's my point. We're hearing very so, different things and, and we have to recognize this is the world we live in. And I think if, if we don't recognize that that's what's going on, that this Trump presidency yes. has brought this out it is it's incumbent upon the church the christians to to we cannot sit back we cannot no, become apathetic no, absolutely. we need to recognize that there are there are many people coming from different directions yes. and they are not at all breathing sighs of relief for various reasons um and and we need to recognize that if we don't if we don't speak into this if we don't reach out yes that's um, right it's only going to get worse but fundamentally this is a gospel thing this is a jesus thing if we if we don't if, if we don't go there then we, it's not going to go anywhere. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, uh, yeah. I,
0: if I could just say this, I was watching um, inside the NBA. Yeah. Ernie Johnson yeah.
4: commented on the election of Donald Trump. I've got kind of a three-part take on this after, after watching what we all watched on, on Tuesday. Number one, um, when this campaign season started, I, I felt like I'd been dealt a bad hand. Um, <laughs> I had these couple of choices. Amen, Ernie. And there were trust issues with Hillary Clinton I couldn't get past. And there was this inflammatory rhetoric from Donald Trump, which to me was incomprehensible and indefensible. I couldn't vote for either one. For the first time in going to the polls for 42 years, I hit the write-in button.
0: First time? Yeah. And I voted for John (laughs) Kasich.
4: And I left knowing that John Kasich wasn't going to win. But I left with a clear conscience because I hadn't settled. Number two, I'm hopeful. I watched the video today at CNN on what was going on at the White House with Donald Trump President Obama, I was hopeful and I was encouraged that there will be a difference between the President Trump and the campaigning Trump. <laughs> and I'm with these guys. We have to give him a chance. Pray. But here's the deal. I just hope that he's all in in, uh, in fixing the wounds in this country and the divides that separate this country. And I want to be part of that, too. And for me to be part of it, I have to look in the mirror and I have to say, how am I going to be a better man? How am I going to be a better neighbor? How am I going to be a better citizen? How am I going to be a better American? Mm. How can I be a fountain and not a drain? And number three, I know you're not supposed to talk about politics and religion, but we're already talking about politics. That's okay. and- preach. <laughs> preach, so go r- pre We should be.
0: <laughs> That's right.
4: I never know from one election to the next who's going to be in the Oval Office. But I always know who's on the throne. And I'm on this earth because God created me and that's Mm. who I answer to I'm a Christian I follow this guy named Jesus you might have heard of him and the greatest commandment he gave me was to love others and scripture also tells us to pray for our leaders and that's what I'm gonna do I'm gonna pray for Donald Trump I'm gonna pray for all those people right now who feel like they're on the outside looking in Mm. who are afraid at this point pray for them too in short I'm praying for America and I'm praying that one day we're going to look back and we're going to say, you know what, that Donald Trump presidency, that was all right. But I'm praying.
0: I, I think Ernie's post-mill.
5: <laughs> no, no, if he was post-mill, he would have said, we would look back and say that was great. One thing I do
0: want to say. <laughs> <laughs> that's
5: right. He's not optimistic I, I want to,
0: The greatest commandment that God has given, though, is to love God. With all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind, with all our strength, and to love our neighbor as ourself.
5: That's the greatest command. So go out and buy some good wine. Good wine, that's right. Get Get your wife some flowers and some chocolate. Invite your neighbors over who disagree with you. Yep, and sit down and thank Jesus and
0: serve him. Until next week, go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Cross Politic.